everyone. Welcome to Morning Matcha. Today's guest is Heather Kolk, who is the co-founder of Mercado Sagrado. And I'm going to let her tell us a little bit more about what Mercado Sagrado is. I know that it's hard for me to explain because it's kind of like a festival, but a market, but just such a beautiful, sacred experience. And so I'd love to hear more about it from you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. And, Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's it's a bit hard even for me to explain. Sometimes it's a bit of it. It's a bit of like my Gemini essence to just kind of like have everything under one umbrella. That I'm, I'm a Gemini passionate. too, so <laughs> yes. I totally get it because so we're doing so many things. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. So could go into more about that later. But yeah, in essence, I try to just sum it up as a creative and healing arts fair mm-hmm. and and kind of it's become more of a platform so we have kind of our flagship annual event that this was our we just had our sixth annual and then we are also doing like smaller community events and then we did a pop-up in Big Sur we just kind of made our first short film so in a way just kind of think of it as this platform where we can grow and continue to do perhaps more media and connectivity online, but also really always kind of our mainstay is getting people in in touch and in community in person. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, six. That's a lot. I think I went to my first one back in 2015, maybe, okay. up in the canyon still. But getting a piece of land and producing an event like this is huge. I mean, like, it's not the same as renting out a venue and knowing – where everyone's going to the bathroom and where everyone's going to, you know, go and, um, whatever they're going to like throw their trash away, all sorts of things that you have to figure out. So I'm curious, how, how did you manage all that and how for your first event? And obviously it's so beautiful and so special to be out on raw land, but there's so many logistics that go into it. So what inspired you to start it? And, you know, what was the early, what were the early days like? Oh, man. Um, It's one of those things where you, I'm sure you probably have this too, where you look back on your life and you're like, wow, all of those, everything I did sort of has funneled into this thing that feels like the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so there's like so many threads I could pull to how it sort of was birthed. But, um, Kind of long story short, had been living in New York for like seven years, left New York, just kind of really needing more nature and went and lived in an earthship in Taos, New Mexico on a mountain and kind of created just my own residency. And now I see it as kind of just I needed to just take a minute and ground out and figure out w- what I was doing with my life and career. And there had been things I'd done in the art world and with photo- the photographer also and that I was so inspired by, but then ultimately what I've been doing with my career just didn't feel fully inspiring. So I felt a bit lost and was super happy to be in nature, but didn't have an income and just didn't know what what I was doing. Yeah. And so just kind of pulled some of those, those threads and was just doing a lot of research. I'm just, I'm a gem. Yeah. I'm a Gemini. So I'm like kind of obsessed and passionate about like so many things. And I'd have friends along the way be like, what, what are you doing with all these books and this information? Are you going to make art? Like you gotta, you gotta do something with it. It's like all really cool, but you're not, it's not really going anywhere. So, so then when I, when I realized like, okay, Taos is amazing, but 
I was like hiking, we were hiking into the house in the winter. I mean, it was such a deep nature existence, like without like a, an income and without kind of a purpose there. How felt, did you live there? It was so, it was so dreamy. So I sold tons of stuff, like all my vintage furniture when I left New York and had a bit of savings. And then um, my boyfriend at the time, like started working for like the local music venue in the pub. And so I got like a job at the Ski Valley, but um, it was kind of just to, like we were there to some. integrate. Yeah, because yeah. I had a little, just didn't need much money there. I just kind of yeah. had enough to like buy healthy food or whatever. Yeah. And the, the, a friend had owned the Earthship. So we were, you know, it was like almost like more of an exchange to take care of it. Oh, cool. So it was amazing. But you would hike to your, the yeah. place. Wow. In the winter, yeah. it was a crazy four-wheel drive off-road road that you, it was terrifying to drive even when there wasn't weather. And I, I was really proud of myself because I was really good at it. And so that was a whole adventure in itself and just learning to live off the grid. But then once it snowed, yeah, you actually had to hike in. So we had to like make sure we had stuff stored there. And then we would just hike what, you know, like other provisions. Yeah. yeah. And it cool. just became this like meditation of like, okay, well, you're not rushing anywhere. So you're hiking up the hill in the winter and that's just a beautiful thing you get to do every day. And that's so that's really cool. Yeah. So it was such a process of like slowing down after living in New York and just through needed. that. Yeah, yeah. So needed. And I started like a serious, more serious meditation practice then too. So I think without being fully aware of it, it was just a way for me to like get really di dive deep with myself and kind of unravel the busyness of the city of like what you're supposed to be doing and wow. kind of get in touch with like my passions again. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so great to take time and really tap into what it is, especially like you said, being a Gemini and I definitely experienced that. I want to do everything yeah. and I love everything. <laughs> and then... That was my experience too. I tried, I, tr I wanted to learn everything and then finally was able to carve what, how I was going to bring them together. But it, it really yeah. does require taking some time to yourself yeah. and, and letting go of what other people are saying, or just like you said, the busyness of the world in general. Cause I, yeah. Cause I feel like when you're that kind of, I can see that in what you do too, yeah. but when you're that kind of person, no one knows no how one to tell it. you what to do. Cause no. it, there's not really anything else like it, like what you're doing yeah. too. Right. Yeah. And you did, I, cause I did, when I was in Taos, I did like a herbal medicine apprenticeship, yeah. you know, and it was like, does this, what I want to do, but I know, yeah. but then it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I just like learning about yeah. that and knowing that. So then I can, cause now obviously it helps you figure out who's the right person to bring into yes. Mercado, who are like legit people that know totally. what they're talking about. It, it really is important for you to have that experience, that education yeah. to be able to base, you know, so that it's not just someone just randomly talking about it mm -hmm. not knowing anything it's important because you're totally. a credible mm -hmm. source and you're curating it and people mm -hmm. trust you and that's why they're coming to totally yeah. yeah like you're I would imagine kind of how you you have these really intimate like along the way without it not work you're just passionate about it, so you have all these different relationships so with different like for me yeah like healers or um teachers or even when I lived in New York and I was into all this this kind of stuff that's now under the umbrella of Mercado Sagrada, I was more on my own journey with it. So I'd be, I'd go to like Long Island to go meet this woman who brought this, you know, crystal, one of the 13 crystal skulls so that wow. you could go and meditate yeah. with it. And she didn't talk about it. And I'd be like the youngest person there, yeah. you know, and none of my friends wanted to go do that weird stuff. So I just had always, yeah, been kind of archiving these people and experiences or podcasts or like coast to coast AM trippy people or just all kinds of stuff. And so then when, when I did land in Topanga after, after, um, 
the mountain in Taos, which just kind of felt like a bridge place. Yeah, perfect. Because like, okay. you're in LA, you're yeah. in the city, but then mm -hmm. you're out of all the busyness. Exactly. So it was like, wow, I kind of looked for a place like that in New York and I just couldn't find it. And then that emerged as that kind of zone. And and so just all these things were still floating in my mind. I'd kind of been thinking of something you know, a little bit like Mercado Scarta without knowing what it was meant to be. And then I met Carly Joe Morgan, who, oh yeah, yeah, she was like, she'd been going kind of a similar path. So she moved to upstate New York, then she moved to Joshua Tree, and then she landed in like this bridge Topanga yeah. place too. And we both just were like instant, you know, besties and had the best time just, and but there, it was quite isolating there. So we had our very nature-based lives and our friendship, but we'd be trying to get our friends over there from the east side and trying to just kind of figure out how to like create more community there. Um, and thus when we just, just in casual conversation, this the idea came up and Carly is so good at, she's just such a good instigator. Like I'm so, can be such a perfectionist and overthink yeah. things to death. Yeah. And she just, she's really Let's good at it. just like, just do it. Like don't think about it too much. Yeah. And so that was really like the gift of like our early partnership and just getting it off the ground without without worrying about like all the details you're talking about, like exactly. we didn't even know, like, where are we going to do this? You know, it just, just kind of the passion. And then we just step-by-step step kind of figured it out in a, you know, in a kind of a messy way, but. It's so yeah. perfect. That's the way to do it. I really think, especially with me, it's the same. I, you just get so caught up in your head and, and if you want to launch something or do whatever, you mm -hmm. think it has to be perfect, but then you'll never do it. And it's never the right it's never going to be the perfect time or perfect no. opportunity. And you just have to learn from your experience. And, yeah. And then you'll learn like load in, load out, all that kind of yeah. stuff, how you do it. Yeah. And you just get better. Yeah. And then along the way you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we know. But like, yeah, it's never, it's never perfect. And everybody learns that way. And you just have, it's like process for me of just being more gentle with myself of like not, not having things be perfect. And then also the thing you're doing it becomes its own, like, pers it has its own personality. And so at some point, it's sort of steering you. the ship to yeah. and telling you what it wants. And you're like, well, I kind of thought we were going to go over here, but okay, we're not. We're kind of doing this. And it's like a mitigation of, like, all of these, like, Isn't different things. Isn't that interesting how yeah. a business, like, I mean, it's its own entity. So that's why they're LLC. That's why they're corporations. Yeah. Because they are their own thing. And they are mm -hmm. their own ecosystem. And they do need their own. Yeah, they just have their own agenda and we're just here to kind of assist and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. So, okay, you started with Carly Joe Morgan mm -hmm. and then is it now just you or is it both of you still? So around after the second event, Carly just had a baby. Um, really the first one. We did the first one on her land in Zipanga as an experiment and went really well. And she, you know, was at the event with her newborn, oh. which was really crazy yeah. too. And so after year two, it was like, whoa, this is, it was very intense. And I come from a photography background too. So I can handle kind of the stress of production in a way I've been used to dealing with that. Yeah. And it was a lot for her. So she was just feeling like it was time for her to kind of get back to doing her art and whatnot. And so it took, it took a minute to kind of figure out what would happen in that dissolution. But um, I, I kind of panicked for a minute because I was like, wow, I don't really want to, I don't want to do this on my own. Like I love yeah. the collaborative aspects of it and it's a lot. And I'd kind of been a photographer solo for so long. And that was part of, I think, wanting to step out of that is I felt isolated. Yeah. Um, so I have a friend who is a producer and he was just like, you just, you need to find a, the right producer. Yeah. Like that will, that'll, and I was like, wow, you're, you're right. He kind of spelled it out for me. And I was like, okay. So 
And then a friend of mine who's a, who's an intuitive or, well, that's who ended up coming in. So it was a, it's a film producer. We actually just now worked on a project with two, which I can get to later, but he just kind of saw it in this more structural way, like, like Mel did. So, and then an intuitive that I'm close to was like, just write down a list of like, of like what, yeah, yeah, the qualities of like, who would be the dream person to be working with. And so I did that and it was, it really felt like such a magical just gift from the universe that mm-hmm. Mel showed up because uh, even on the list, it was like, well, it kind of needs to be somebody who lives on the mountain. And I just felt like, oh yeah, right. That's not going to happen. Like nobody lives on the mountain, but I met Mel and she lived on the same Ridge, just a little down. Wow. But she's Australian too. So for so many reasons, it was kind of just amazing that this person who just felt so right was like accessible and there and interested. Mm-hmm. And also Ted, you know, was recently, um, kind of recently found a conscious city guide. So there were just so many layers when mm-hmm. it felt just kind of perfect. So she came in first kind of in a, in a bit more from a way as a producer. And then it was really clear after like the first year and, the, and then even the second year that it was just the perfect fit. And so she's come on as a formal partner and it's just, yeah. It's so exciting. part of it. Yeah. Especially just, you know, finding people that are in alignment and, and manifesting that yeah. really. Super I, cool. Totally. It's like a huge lesson to me and like, okay, just don't go into the panic mode, just, you know, ground and like, just kind of dream about that, what you want that to look like. And you just really never know what's going to show up. Yeah. So, um, going back to just Mercado in general and just growing it, I mean, now you guys have Big Sur, you did the pop-up there. You now have this beautiful platform where you can share about people that are all over the world, really, that come Mm -hmm. from all over the world to come to Mercado, but then um, just share their art or whatever it is. So what do you, how do you see Mercado growing? And what oh, do you, yeah, I know it's hard. It's a tough <laughs> it question. Is, it is because yeah. it's like that, mo- it's a bit of a bridge point for us too of like, wow, what, what do we, what do we want it to be? And I think part of the dream is doing things in other places. And um, Big Sur was such a gift because it's such an kind of align, energetic alignment, like a place that is such a dream place for us and has so much amazing nature. And then, um, so much creativity and whatnot. So I do think it's, it's kind of figuring out what it wants to be or how it could, you know, unfold in different places like that, that are call, calling to us. And part of the message I've kind of getting about that is like that some, the, the places kind of come to us. So we kind of started to work on New York, but we couldn't quite figure the location yeah. and the location. And it was kind of felt like, okay, just put that on hold for a for minute now, because yeah. like the right places are just going to, arise um i know new york will be really cool yeah i mean yeah if it's a history Vermont, there even mm-hmm. or yeah oregon mm-hmm. yeah. so so we're just kind of have some things that we're talking about and some actually specific locations we're looking at in um a couple of different places where <laughs> <laughs> once on an island and oh then, my gosh fun. and then mel of course is she's australian so that's a conversation too and then That's perhaps exciting. just north in California. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Got so it. Those An are island dreams. somewhere you like spend a lot so of time in. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love Hawaii so much. I, and I think that it's definitely would just do so well there. It's such a good excuse mm-hmm. to go on a trip. Right. Like we all love it, and now I have this intimate relationship with this place, and it's so special. And there's such a, there's just such an energetic of. Um, reverence for the land there that I think is part of why we're doing it as nature is to exactly. reconnect people with that and it's like the the culture 
that would be really powerful on that. Yes. Yeah, so. Especially with what's going on right now. With, totally. Yeah. And yeah. how's that going? It's really amazing. We actually, we attempted to, to present a conversation about that at the event. And with all that's happening there, um, one of the elders, we reached out to, she's just not traveling now. And then we talked to another person and they're just so busy. It kind of felt like too much to, mm -hmm. to do that right now. But we do, would love to host that conversation because um, I think it's so important. I did go and visit um, the mono and it's, it's the most beautiful display of... Um, activism that I've ever yeah. experienced super powerful I think because it feels so grounded in aloha and in the Hawaiian culture that I didn't feel the polarity of or the dissidence that I've felt from so many other movements mm -hmm. the elders there are really holding down that frequency wow. and that's what it's all about is will you, know, you share a little bit about it for people that may be listening or watching that don't know yeah um well they are attempting to build a really big observatory on them on Mauna Kea the, which is actually the largest mountain in the world in on the big island and um and who's doing this the, the I, government or it's, private it's like quasi-government private you know mm -hmm. and I don't want to get it wrong so I don't want to speak too uh, specifically because I probably won't say it correctly but yeah it's that and there are already so many structures up there and there's such a huge military presence there already oh, okay I mean Hawaii just really yeah in general yeah yeah it's just so there's just a lot of pain and um just you know things and it's that recent yeah that's what's so crazy right. and people mm -hmm. don't realize people I mean we're realize. continuing to yep. do this exactly over and over again yeah it's horrible so it's it's just it's that and you know the indigenous culture there and the Hawaiian and uh, really most Hawaiians are just like it's enough you know it's just let's just stop and have a real conversation about this and you know I me I just want to support them in their mission and they like I said they're really articulating it in such a beautiful way um grounded in love um you know when you go up there they have ceremony every day and wow. they have Hawaiian culture classes and they're really welcoming um to everybody wow. so it's just like really really beautiful and I think the message for the greater world is like like there can be these um you know, these complexities, but we can talk about them with love and respect for one another and not, you know, go into that kind of polarization of, you know, um, or that, fre that frequency, you know, we can stay in that love frequency. So that's just the takeaway for me and experience of that was pretty profound. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I think it'd be really cool to um, have a mercado of some sort on Hawaii and give people the opportunity to come support in that sense to their mm -hmm. message and what they're doing. Totally. That's yeah. exciting. So, so that, and then just other than that, we did our first short film this year, which, yeah, um, what was that about? California and stories. And it's really just something since I have a photography background, I've just always been so passionate about film and sharing stories in that way. And, um, and it's something we'd love to see, you know, how that could continue. And that, was how um, long was that well we did a series of shorts and then the the final film was about 15 minutes and it was sharing the story of amber lee who is plant as compass mm -hmm. and she, oh yeah mm -hmm. oh how special she's like she's just, so sweet she is she's just so and actually it's so funny there you know the, how this works i'm sure with your two she she's from hawaii so oh she is we've spent time there and she um 
yeah, there's just so many beautiful synchronicities with just my life and just her and what she's offering with her healing arts and her reverence for the land and everything. So she was one of the the people, and then also Sam, um, John Dennis of Sam Roberts, who is based in Ojai, and just a very special person, and he makes so many magical things. He shapes his hats in the Ojai River and oh, just wow. is a totally different kind of character. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of like the dude of, of present day and yeah. has a lot, he, but he really offers a lot of guidance and help to other artists mm-hmm. um, and to me just as a friend and is really special. And really it's about just the project is about sharing people like, living their dreams and kind of what they, what they did to get there and That's their really story. Cool. Yeah. 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 I had a prenatal massage by her before I had my son and that, but that sounds so great with the hat too, because just living your passion and Mm -hmm. offering your art gives other people permission to, you know, follow their dreams. And, and then that creates a happier world and people who are kind, like are less likely to have road rage. I mean, everything is just like, it's a ripple effect. And so having that in a film that's so beautiful yeah it's kind of it's like what I feel like um yeah we're both kind of doing just in a way just you know being inspired myself and mm-hmm. bringing in activities and people that are expansive and then just wanting to you know show other people or um that yeah you can do that weird thing that you might be into and maybe it's a secret you're holding and that you're afraid it's scary or whatever but mm-hmm. like that everybody that most of the people we look to went had their own path um, to get there. That might not have, you know, it might not have been that easy. But mm-hmm. you know, they they figured it out, followed their dream, and got to this place where they're much more expanded and happy. And regardless of all those complexities, you know. So yeah, just wanting to to inspire people to be in more in their authentic path whatever that is yeah yeah and for me too I really believe that if you there's so many people that don't have the opportunity to do that yeah but if you have the opportunity you really should follow that and follow your intuition and really um and really go after it because that's not something that's offered to everyone and along those lines I wanted to share or chat a little bit about I was on your Instagram last night on Mercado's Instagram because, I mean, we were there this year. It was so fun. I your loved it. Thank you for so, having us. Yeah, your space was so beautiful. You. I'm so glad you guys could yeah, be there. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, I've been going for um, the last few years. And so just being a vendor was really special. So thank you. Um, but I saw, I didn't even know that there was, uh, you guys had mentioned something about your ticket prices. And I didn't know that that was even a thing. Like, I didn't hear about that. But I just thought that it was so beautifully addressed. And I thought maybe we could touch on that a little bit or what happened. Because I I know that the it's just such a fine line to keep things accessible and then yeah. also not lose money. Yeah. And you're putting on such a big production. Like, it's huge. And from, like you said, the programming, mm-hmm. the speakers, the space, the just figuring out logistics, the manpower that it takes to create something like this. And I'm still hoping that you can honor what people can pay and Mm -hmm. attend something like this. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. If you feel comfortable, I know it's kind of on the spot. No, totally. I'll I'll be as, yeah, transparent as 
it's like, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's why we wanted to show, you know, to talk about it that way and just address it. And um, I mean, there's a lot, there's like so many things we could talk about within that sort of larger conversation. And I think, you know, part of it, and I'll say this, which we didn't address that I just feel really passionate about. And I think sometimes isn't always, I don't know, addressed is that I think that when you're doing, you're creating a platform, um, or a magazine or media, you know, I come from a bit, you know, of the art world background and photography background and just part of my dissatisfaction with that industry was realizing, okay, so if the pinnacle of my career is, would be potentially, you know, a pharmaceutical job or other jobs that may pay really well and be really kind of luxury, but didn't feel like to me that they were contributing what I'd want to, to the world I want to mm -hmm. live in. But having that skill and kind of you know, uh, of kind of just like showcasing beauty or, or just kind of idealism and what, what to do with that essentially. And so when we're creating these kind of like media venues or things like that, anything that we're elevating, other people are looking to. So if we're putting, you know, you know, moon juice, I love using an example because they're such a bridge because it's such a like healthful product and um but it's also sort of a really like a bridge product so ba basically like having that stuff up there instead of like you know other food products that are maybe gmo yeah. or things that we don't find as high you know value or as an alignment you know being able to present those and having those get a lot of attention there starts to become like a trickle down effect in culture so i i feel like it's so good to have you know accessibility for yeah. everybody but there's also in our culture we're such a media influenced culture it's also important to be you know promoting things that are going to have that trickle down effect as yeah, well yeah you're right like yeah. it's familiar and yeah. brings yeah. kind of draws in and yeah. then yeah you can show the rest yeah like if, yeah. if certain celebrities i won't be specific you know start talking about how they've found you know this new way of eating i mean that can affect this can things like that can affect such a sea change in our culture you know things like you know gmos not being in certain products um in europe but then in our country they are stuff like that yeah. can really shift from just some things happening in our culture where certain things are elevated in media you know so anyway, I don't feel like that was the answer to your question, but with regard to the ticket prices too, we're just, we're trying to basically create a programming and offer things that we find to be really, really valuable, but then figure out, yeah, how do we make that accessible and feel good about the price? But yeah, basically also make it viable. And it is, it is complicated. It's so complicated. And it's something personally that I really, I'll admit, I really struggle with that I'm working on myself, myself well, with, you know? And as a founder, right? How do you say, well, so, um, you know, because most artists I think end up not valuing their time yeah. and then mm -hmm. that you also want to feel valued yourself. And mm -hmm. you, so I don't know, it's just such a difficult topic to, and to approach in general. And we're finding that for ourselves with yeah. our markets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with, I don't know, I don't, I'm not doing markets right now, but, um, with our ongoing event series unwell, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as it's all centered around this idea of like wellness burnout and how wellness is, um, turning into this, you know, multi-billion dollar, maybe trillion dollars industry. But again, it's not for the most part 
a lot of the products, a lot of the things aren't accessible. How can we talk about it in a way where it's not product based, but it's mental health based and emotional based totally. and intuition based, but then offer the same sort of type of platform that people are used mm -hmm. to, like coming to events and having lunch and having breakfast, having these things but still being able to make a profit so that we can continue our business, but yeah. then making it accessible. I mean, it's really difficult. So we're, we've it been is. going through what price point feels right. And sometimes, you know, people aren't happy with that or, um, cause it's also, it's, um, I, I forget the word, but whatever it's accessible means different things to it people. Does, right? Totally. And that's kind of what I was saying with like, there's a value, you know, there's a value to so there's so many things that we can value and also teach people about that. So we, you know, we also like to have people speak about things like just simply going in the sun, grounding with the earth yeah. and the earth's frequency. You know, you could also purchase the amp coil device. We've partnered up with them before and that can be real. That's, that's a whole other conversation, but that's an amazing healing technology. However, there are also things, so many things that, that are, are free, free. Yeah. and, and we love those things, but it's also fun to, to learn have about the, the gadgets. And things. then sometimes those things might help a certain kind of, you know, person with maybe a certain illness or, or whatever, exactly, but, but yeah. there really are so many different things. And so we love having talks about, you know, herbal medicine and how to make or do things at home, you know, how to how to DIY do it basically stuff, with no yeah. money, you know, and then also have sun potion. Yeah. Have sun yeah. potion because sun potion is also so special. And I think that also the, the products I find really personally just valuable in the sense I was saying that there's the trickle down effect because somebody who's really coming from that deep Western medical, maybe establishment that we've been so, is so embedded in our culture, but is it's not working for them. Maybe it's breaking down, but they're looking for answers. Maybe they come and they go, well, they hear Nitsa speak or something and they're like, wow, that sounds really like easy. I could, I could try that. It can do that. It's a bit of like a bridge to mm -hmm. really a whole other way of living in yeah. the world. And so some of those things are so great for people that are trying to, you know, figure it Open out, their but mind. are not, they're not ready to, you know, go really deep and maybe, you know, nude sunbathing and making yeah. well crafting their own herbal medicines yet, you know, yeah. I mean, who knows, maybe they get there through that path, but it's also just accessible, you know? Mm -hmm. I so I think that. it's super important. Um, yeah. And then I just, to the ticket thing, we also just want to make sure that we're compensating everybody who's, who is, you know, taking part and coming from an artist background myself and having my own struggles with valuing myself and my work in my hand. Um, I know that it doesn't feel good when somebody says, oh, we want you to do this really cool thing, but here, just do it for exposure because yeah. ultimately you're paying for it yourself then mm -hmm. because in your time, time and money to do, you know, maybe to build your platform. Yeah, whatever. So it's really important to us and Mel's so great, you know, with this too. And we have a lot of talks about how best to do this and make sure that we're, there's an exchange with everyone and everyone mm -hmm. is compensated. And then also just getting honest about like the actual hard costs and where you just can't, you can't go any you know, you can't lower your ticket price or you won't be able to do it. Exactly. And, and like what you're doing is so valuable too. It's like, we want you to continue. The community wants you to, they don't want you to stop, but it's easy to kind of, you know. Criticize. And yeah. But like when you do it, you know, you know that there's a lot that goes into it. So much. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super inspired by what you guys are doing. I'm really excited to see how you use the platform going forward with like just more because I'm sure people go to Mercado and they're like what else what else can we do to you know stay up to date and learn more instead of just this once a year yeah. type of event now there's opportunity to 
oh, like I've always wanted to go travel to Big Sur. I've always wanted to go to upstate New York, but I've never gone there. I mean, I have, but like, I'd love to go and be part of this community and then explore that area. So it's just really great if that all that happens and the media stuff, it's really exciting. So thank you. Thank you for for living in your passion and, and going after your dream and, and not letting, and for just not letting other people have um, too big of an impact on like, you know, just what are you doing? Why are you all over the place? And getting into <laughs> your head you. and just kind of trusting your intuition. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. And thanks for saying that. I mean, I always need, you always need to hear that too, you know, yeah. because yeah. It's important. So thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you. So keep in touch and I'll see you next time.